Welcome back to another episode of Fast Women. I'm Eileen. And I'm Nicole. And though we are sitting next to each other in a hotel room in Rhode Island right now, we have not seen each other since last we talked. Yes, when we were inside of a Kia Telluride, but we weren't talking about it then. Right, we couldn't talk about it then. We were just sitting there watching a snake sale, a literal snake in sale. In the parking lot at Bucky's. Which is... Like a, one does. As one does. It's pretty Texas. We're going to be honest with you. I felt like it was very Texas. I think the most Texas thing about that was that he put he took the snake from the rear of the one car. The guy who purchased it put it like on the passenger side of his car in the front. And it was very like... It was very odd. Yeah, they both had SUVs. It could have just gone in the back of both of those big SUVs. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Weird. It was a little weird, I think. I can tell you what, that snake would have had a good ride, though, if he was in the Kia Telly ride. So we'll talk about that and why it was so good. We're going to talk about my trip to Las Vegas with Rolls-Royce. And we're going to talk a little bit about BMWs and Palm Springs, because that's what we do here. Yep. All right. First up is Kia Telluride. We were in Texas. We were stationed in... Stationed. We were assigned a station <laughs> at the Hotel Emma in San Antonio, which I've remembered its name finally. Good job. I like the Hotel Emma. It's one of my favorite hotels. We stay in so many hotels, and a lot of them are one shots, like we may never stay there again. But then there are some that we repeat, and sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. When it's Hotel Emma, it's a good thing. I love this hotel. It's always a good thing. You get there. The service is amazing. Like everybody from just the staff that cleans the rooms to the front desk and concierge to the bartenders, everybody is so, it's just well-mannered. Well-mannered is the right word, but yeah. it feels like an elite hotel experience. Well, and it maintained that because the first time we stayed there was before the pandemic. Then I stayed there once for work during the middle of the pandemic and then this time. And a lot of places, you know, during the middle of COVID, things got a little rough because they didn't have staff, they didn't have the resources, and, and service levels suffered, which is not a criticism, it's just what it was. When you went to the Hotel Emma, it maintained that service level the entire time. It never fell off. It was. It has always consistently been just excellent service no matter who it is that's helping you in whatever department of the hotel. And so what do you like most about Emma? I know that you enjoy the service. I do. They have good food. So two things. Good coffee. Um, turn down service involves macaroons. They give you two little macaroons. Nothing wrong with that. If you want coffee in the morning, you don't have a coffee maker in your room, but you could just call and be like, hey, I would like coffee. And they're like, how many cups do you need? And how big of a craft do you want? And they send you fresh coffee and they bring it up on a little tray with a little thing of creamer and like a little thing of sugar. So you can just get coffee. This isn't like you just paid $45 for your room service coffee. They will just bring you coffee, which is really cool. Um, I love that. And also I love the theme of everything in the rooms, lavender. There's lavender soap and there's lavender shampoo and there's lavender hand lotion. And they even have little um, drawstring bags that have lavender room spray in them. So the idea being that you're gonna spray the lavender in your room before you go to bed and lavender is calming and soothing and you just spritz, 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 and then you will sleep well. I love it. So lavender macaroons coffee. I'm pretty happy with all those things. So I like it. The bed is comfortable, mm -hmm. which is always a good thing. It's quiet. It is very quiet. And which lends itself, Hotel Elm is a former brewery, so it's got these big, thick walls, these big, thick brick walls, and I enjoy that. Um, I also enjoy the fact that I don't use the lavender room spray. It's, yes. I find it a bit much. 
I then why didn't you take it and give it to me? Well, I was unaware that we were going to be. Uh, I shall pilfer the next time next I am time there. You pilfer the lavender stuff for me, Eileen. I am more than happy. You did buy some though. I did buy some, but I could have had pilfered lavender stuff. Dang it! <laughs> you still would have bought some. You just have an extension I package. Had more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of my other favorite things about the hotel, Emma, is the library. Mm-hmm. Just oh. Like, I love the smell of old books. And it's like a two-level, like, Beauty and the Beast style. It is. It's got, it's got the, the it's, ornate, um, what are the metal, like, uh, right. ornate uh, staircase and a balcony. Yeah. Like, I expect, like, a candelabra to be singing to right. me as right. I ascend. Exactly. And someone's saying, do not go into the West Wing or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, uh, yeah. So it's, and the neat thing about that, it is that area of the hotel is reserved for guests and you have to have your room key to scan at the door to get in. Um, And they give you, when you check in, these little um, wooden tokens. Think like a poker chip, but instead of being plastic, they're wood. And the little wooden token will let you, when you go into that room, every night, certain hours, I can't remember, it's like, say like it's four to eight or something, you can get a cocktail. And and you give them your little wooden chip, and then you can get your cocktail for free. And they had a margarita, which is what you got. And they had something called the Three Emmas, which is what I got. And they put them in these beautiful glasses, and the bartender's really nice. And you can just wander and sit wherever you would like in the library once you have your little drink. So it's really kind of neat. It's a neat little experience, and it's fun because there's these huge glass doors, so you can kind of look through the glass doors because we went and sat up on the second level when we were there. And you can just see everything going on in the lobby. It's just neat. There's just kind of people watch from up there. It's a really cool experience. It's a very cool experience. Very unique. Like I've never seen that anywhere else. Like you can go places and they have like a seating area mm-hmm. or they'll have the library um, and you go sit in there. But it's not quite like secluded quite like this is. So I, I really enjoy that part of it. But we were there to drive the Kia Telluride. Yes. Which is refreshed. It's yes. not all new. It's not even a heavy refresh. What they did is they changed them the fascia, which mm-hmm. means that you have no more orange headlights. Which, uh, okay. Yeah. Some I, people were really upset. Uh, there was great consternation over the lack of orange headlights. And honestly, I'm like, oh, oh I... It's different, but I'm not upset by this. Yeah, I don't like. I I, I don't really feel about it. Like it's not that I have an opinion. I, I just feel, I don't really feel I about have it. No feelings about that. Yeah, I just don't care. Like honestly, I'm just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's and it. They kind of made it clear. I just they didn't make it clear. They gave a nudge to the fact that it maybe wasn't a U.S. design decision. It maybe it came from higher up or oh. toward a different direction. So we'll and they did say it might not be gone for good. So we'll see maybe when they do a real a, a solid n- next like generation. All new, the in next like, gen. Yeah, yeah, in like three years we'll see what happens there but we drove the Kia Telluride it's got a really significant new interior that's really where all the the big changes were so well some of them the, the but the thing is the infotainment touchscreen it got bigger it's 12.3 inches and this is standard so it doesn't matter whether you get the base trim or you go with the most expensive trim you're still getting a 12.3 inch touchscreen and I am a huge fan of larger touch screens because it you don't think that a slightly like a couple of inches is going to make a big difference in that screen but it really does if you try to glance down at the screen as the driver it's easier to just glance down when you have a decent screen size it's easier to follow navigation when you have a decent screen size it just makes the entire user experience better and it does kind of make it feel upscale you know when you find a really small screen it's because you're either in the base trim of a car or you're in a cheap car just like a, an economy price car so as soon as you start to put a larger screen on it, you automatically make it feel like something better and more premium. It was already a pretty premium feeling 
SUV, this makes it even more so. So I love that they added the larger screen. I do love that. So it's 12.3 inches. There's a matching 12.3 inch screen in front of the driver. Both well received. We enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the larger screen. I do feel like it's one of those things that's just the direction. I also like that it's not like a tablet size or like huge. Right. It's like not... a Ford Mustang Mach-E screen. It's a, like 12.3 inches to like 14 inches. I'm really good with like that's a really size. solid. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it takes up so much space in the car. Um, and it's angled a little bit toward the driver, but that doesn't mean that the passenger can't see it all. So I think I think it's a really I mean it's a really solid refresh. We drove it on road. Yeah. We drove it off road. And that's the off road thing. That's the other sort of big deal with this. When they added this to the Sportage, they now added it to the Telluride, the X line and the X Pro trims, which are like off road trims. Kia has the worst trim level setup uh, of any automaker. It's confusing. And any it's automaker. Like, and the, so they, they I, it makes them a little more off roady and it, it gives you the tow rating goes up a little bit, I think, with just the X. Oh, I'm so confused. You can see us both rolling our eyes, looking at each other like, am I getting this right? So basically, it, it, it makes it a little more rugged. The thing is, it, this isn't like a heavy-duty off-road vehicle. It's not something that you want to do rock crawling in. It's not something that you're going to do something really significant off-road stuff in. But it you can actually do it. Like, we took it on this ranch in... Texas, which is pretty flat, like ranches are flat, but they did build some sort of like hilly kind of stuff and sort of stuff that kind of makes you think like of a bank turn on a racetrack to give you an idea of how it would feel. And it can do that stuff. Again, we did the similar stuff in the Sportage where you don't, you're like, whatever, it's a Sportage. And you're like, oh no, wait, you can actually do some off-road stuff in here. So if you want to go someplace, like say you go kayaking and you need to be able to get right to the river or you have a cabin or something and it's not a paved road and it can be rutted in a mess and get you in trouble, then you can still take this out there and you can actually do that. It's, you know, some off-road stuff when you take an SUV and they say you can off-road, it's like this can off-road about as much as my sedan can. This one, it really can go off-road, which is nice. It really can go off-road. It's got that hill descent control, which can be really, really helpful yeah. for people who are especially in muddy areas where you make a little slippage going downhill. Um, I'm really impressed with it. Like, I really like it. It's really yeah. solid all around. Um, the game ranch we were on was kind of cool to go and to see. And just, it's fun to see, like, not wild animals, but exotic animals. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fun to see them. And none of them ran into the car Which or the car ran good. into them. So also very yeah, good. Yeah, we killed nothing. Nothing killed us. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> the only thing we had to worry about were beavers. And that's because we went to Bucky's. Yes. But <laughs> different issue altogether. Different issue altogether. Yeah. I, I, I really like the Telluride. I think this only makes it more desirable. It is a fantastic vehicle. And... I honestly, if you're in the looking for a three-row SUV, you don't want a super full-sized, you're looking for something. And this reminds me of kind of like how the first generation Honda Pilot was, where it's a little bit boxier, I would say a little bit more masculine. Mm -hmm. The Telluride's a fantastic option. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Telluride. I think I think it does a good job of sort of combining a very, again, a very upscale interior, a very premium interior experience with still not becoming delicate. It's still rugged, it's still a little bit you know, like it's got this sort of like manlyish kind of design, but like in a good way. It's I, I like it. The yeah. Telluride is on my list of 
like three row SUVs, it's very high up there. Yeah, same with me. I would absolutely recommend it to people looking. Um, the other thing I recommend to people looking for a vehicle is the Rolls Royce Phantom. It's out of most budgets, I Slightly, do realize. Is it just a skosh more expensive than the Telluride? Yes. The teeniest t you could have like your Rolls Royce or what, like 42 Tellurides? You have maybe? a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, but so what we'll do is we'll talk, we talked about the Telluride, we'll talk about Rolls Royce when we come back from break, and I'll tell you all about my latest jaunt in Las Vegas. Okay. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, everyone, we are back. And Eileen is um, in Vegas, baby. I was in Vegas, baby. I flew in on a Delta flight as usual. Um, had some very interesting people I met, uh, I didn't meet, uh, that I, I saw on the flight. Um, and there is something there for people who go to Vegas who are ready to let loose a little bit more than the rest of us. Yes. And just, you know, you don't have to do that until you're like at the casino. No <laughs> need to do that on the airplane. No need to put us through that. Um, but you know, go big or go home. And sometimes I wish some people would go home, but we, I went to Las Vegas <laughs> a anyway. Lot them, a lot of yeah. them, a lot of them, a lot of them. And, and I mean, it's okay. I make it very clear. I'm not a huge Las Vegas fan. Like I'm not into gambling. I'm not into like showgirls mm -hmm. and I don't really have any interest in going to see whatever the show is. Like I like Adele. I don't need to go see Adele in Vegas. <laughs> like I just, I, I don't like, and I also like, and here's the other thing about Adele in Vegas. Yes. Las Vegas is supposed to be a good time. Why would I buy tickets to a show where I go weep about my ex-boyfriends? Like, I just I don't feel don't, like that's where my heart is. You don't find Adele to be your uplifting inspiration. No, because then also I'm just going to go watch Adele and be like, well, I need to go get drunk now. So, like, I don't understand that. That's, that's a whole different story, though. But I was there for Rolls-Royce Phantom, which is not something to weep over. It's a fantastic vehicle, mm -hmm. um, as every Rolls-Royce is, quite honestly. Um, you know, starts at $450,000 goes up well over that. You can customize it kind of, I'm gonna say out the yin-yang um, for her. <laughs> I want that in a press kit. You can customize this out the yin-yang. You're welcome, Rolls Royce. <laughs> you can, you can, you can absolutely customize it and make it go up well over a million dollars. And uh, they do that. Like that is not an unusual thing. It's over 90% of Rolls Royces, probably closer to 95 or more are traditionally uh, are customized. And so this Rolls Royce has been refreshed, kind of okay. like the Kia, um, but less significantly. Like if you were to look at them side by side, you'd probably be like, oh, well, there's there's both think, phantoms. When you think of it too, the, the refreshed, it's like, okay, so you buy a Rolls Royce and you've customized it up the, out the yin yang. Out the yin yang. Out the yin yang. So it's like, even if they refresh it, you're like, yours looks so different than any of them anyway, because you've got your Paisley dashboard or your custom <laughs> teak, whatever that you decided to put. I don't know, I guess I'd have teak and Paisley if I was buying a five. I mean, I'm but, all for it. <laughs> but like, so yours already looks like nobody else's, but what did they, what, what were the refreshes? So the refreshes were mostly at the front, where instead of having a traditional front end, um, it, it's got, they call it the brow. So it's the headlights, and then you had like the the toothy front end and the two headlights on the old one now you've got 
narrower headlights that sparkle. They have Swarovski crystals in them. They're sparkly headlights. headlights. Um, You have the toothy. And then you have what I'm going to call the Cara Delevingne brows. It's kind of like this straight line across the top (laughs) of of the uh, rolls. And both are British. So I feel like that's appropriate. Um, And it's got, it's had its jaw done. Like it's had, it's had, it's a little tuck. A little chin tuck. tuck. Um, And it's good. Like it's a good front end. It actually looks a lot like the new Rolls Royce Spectre, their electric car they're bringing out next year. Um, it's a good move forward. It looks fine. Um, it kind of makes it less stodgy looking. Okay. Which is a good direction. But the biggest change... Was it stodgy before? I mean, it's a phantom. Stodgy. It's meant to be driven in, not to be driven. Or the people who, well, the people who drive it are, are employees. Like, let's be honest. People aren't really it's driving themselves. It's a man with a hat. Yes, yes. Mr. Sheffield. You know, <laughs> he takes me in the phantom. Um, but anyway, my man. My man takes me in the phantom. But yeah, so we, so we drove that. And the interior is really cool because... They've made it more customizable. So, I mean, it's no it's no secret, right? Rolls-Royce customized. You can customize ev- almost every aspect of it. The seating, you know, the door panels, the roof, things like that. But what's really cool is they actually took the surfaces and made it so that it's more of a showcase. So maybe you would've only had one door panel before. Now you have a couple layers. So you can add different colors and different, you know, brocades and silks so and embroidery. and then I could have like a blue accent and a red accent to match my blue and red paisley. You can, and then you could have like striped and painted leather and okay. you got the starlight headliner, which is like a thousand mm. LEDs that can actually shoot stars and actually, I know I know a person who has had theirs built with the way the stars were when their astrological sign uh, for their birthday. Oh, good lord! So yes, yeah, so like it's a whole thing. You can have the shooting star okay. headliner. It's a thing. It's cool. Like honestly, when you get in the back of Rolls Royce and it's all sparkly up the roof, and you're just like, oh, this is kind of cool. I feel kind of special. My favorite part though, and they have not changed this. Yes, they have very thick carpeting. It's oh, like four inch thick. Like oh, you feel carpet. like you should take your shoes off immediately upon entering know, and rub your little like, feet through I feel it. I like they don't want me to do that, but I want to do that. Yeah, yes. I would. I would. I would sleep on that carpeting, <laughs> but not once everybody's bare feet had rubbed against it. Because it'd be my own carpeting. Um, but it's you very cool. Able to order the carpeting and put it out and on yes. your bed and like use yes. it as bedding. That's what. <laughs> that's how I would like. Like that's exactly what I want. So fair, fair. The Phantom's fantastic. We drove it to the Valley of Fire, which is, um, a, it's right next to Lake Mead which is they're finding bodies left and right it seems like in Lake Mead because it's down what? you are you not aware? I am not aware. So so Lake Mead it, it's like I think it's like 100 feet below where it's it's not actually 100 feet. It's like 30 feet below where it's supposed to be in terms of lake level. Okay. And they keep finding bodies because you know Vegas uh-huh, uh gangsters <laughs> has a history whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, I think there's some what they call them cement shoes. I think there's some cement, cement shoes, shoes in Lake Mead. Um they're also finding people who have just disappeared. And they're finding their remains. But this is like disappeared a long time ago. Like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Like a long time ago. They're just bones now. Ew. I mean. Okay, but I didn't go find them. This is like a professional search and rescue thing. All right. Yeah, I'm not going out there in the Phantom and finding people. To be very clear, that's not on my (laughs) list of things to do. Hey, guys, look what I found. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we drove out to Valley of Fire, which is um, this amazing bright orange and red sandstone area. So you drive through the desert and you're like, okay, this is just desert. And then you literally turn a corner and it looks like the floor of the desert is on fire with these giant rocks that raise from this. It's, it's It's so cool. cool. So I didn't know much about it beforehand. I knew it was cool looking. Um, I heard that you, Oh, I actually am going back there in December because you won't be there. You'll be on a cruise. But um, So I, I actually looked it up on Wikipedia and apparently Viva Las Vegas, 
With Elvis Presley, film there. Las Vegas. Yes. The Professionals, which my husband enjoys. Um, It it says that all that remains of the set there is a portion of rock wall of a hacienda. But I did not look for the hacienda, so I'm sure it might still be there. Um, There's, it's in total recall. It is where they film the scene for Mars. It's Mars. Actually, now that's one I remember. I can remember. Okay, there you go. Now, here's another one that's up your alley. Okay. The scenes from the planet Viridian 3 from Star Trek Generations were filmed there in 1994. The Silica Dome is highlighted as the iconic starship captain James T. Kirk's death and burial place. Oh, interesting. So it's cool. Like, it's 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 a cool spot. It's 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 got some history, obviously, with film. Um it's just it's really a really beautiful unique spot we went there we had a picnic lunch that the wind provided for us we would stay at the wind um it was great it was a great day came back we had two dinners at the wind that were phenomenal the first one was at casa playa which is a very upscale mexican restaurant um if you're looking for a date night a mexican date night at the wind casino which is traditionally asian themed food so it's Mm -hmm. kind of a nice little shift um Great place to go. Every bit of food I had was delicious. You love guacamole. I do. I love guacamole. Onions, don't like chunks of onions. No, this was not a chunky onion, not chunky tomato situation. Very good guacamole. We had seafood tower. I had chicken tinga enchiladas, which were a little spicier than I thought they would be. Still delicious. Um, Everything was amazing there. Service was impeccable. And it's not one of those places like you feel like you have to super dress up to go into. Um, it, it, but you still need to dress nicely. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it was lovely. Um, I really enjoyed that. We also went to this really cool place called Delilah. Which sounds a little bit like Lady of the Evening. I'm not going to lie. It's a li- it, it does sound like a little bit like Lady of the Evening. Um, and I know that you follow me on Instagram. And, <laughs> and any of our listeners who do, um, I usually document like where we go and what we do. I had no pictures of Delilah up, and I didn't because you're not allowed to take your phone in there. Well, you are allowed to take it in there, but you can't use it. Okay. And they do that because they have quite a heavy celebrity, a celebrity, they have quite a heavy celebrity clientele. Did you see any celebrities? You don't have to name them. Did you see any? I only saw myself. Oh. No, no, I saw no celebrities. <laughs> no celebrities. Um, but it's really cool that the restaurant is a very art, it's art deco, and it is like an old school supper club. Nice. Like you think the Copacabana in New York. Was there a band with white jackets? Oh, there was a band with white jackets. Yes. And a, and a woman okay. with, with a headdress and a gold dress and she was singing jazz and other music. It was fantastic. It was like everything you wanted to be. The entire inside, it was designed by a person who's a cinematographer by trade. And you walk in there and you can just tell. It's like you can just, you as your head walking in, you like pan to the bar, pan to the balcony. You walk toward the balcony, you look over the balcony and it looks, you look through these gold columns and you see the stage ahead of you and and tables down below with people drinking champagne and laughing and flirting. And the bar is below you and you can look down and see the bartender going. It's like, you just like see the scene building in your head. It's, It's really, it's something that restaurants usually don't have it's special like you get in there and you feel you're having a special moment um we were really lucky we got to walk through the kitchen to it like kind of like a super secret chef's room oh cool and we had uh, a menu of different things one of which was chicken tenders which i'm telling you all this you're like i don't see chicken tenders chicken tenders um they're famous for their chicken tenders oh okay i I mean i like a good chicken tender yes i it was great I okay. had no problem with it. Um, the food was really good. Service was impeccable. Actually, really funny. The guy who was like our head server um, was just like Newsweek's editor, uh, not editor in chief, <laughs> not like Nancy. It was actually just like Newsweek's uh, chief of staff, Ryan. Okay. And like they could be celebrity twins. 
Like, I really actually need to send Ryan there and tell him where to go. Does he have, like, a long-lost brother? I don't know. I don't know. But if they, like, the same style of, like, hair, the same style of dress, like, the same type of glasses, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is very Ryan. Doppelganger. (laughs) Yes. And I love Ryan. So it was, it was a good thing for our server. Um, so it's just really, really interesting. It was, it was really cool. Uh, we went there, we had drinks and dinner and just really enjoyed the evening. Um, yeah, just I, I'm saying um a lot because I'm pausing, like remembering all the details. Yeah, of just it. like it was just felt special. It is one of the hottest places in Vegas right now. It's only been open about a year. You really need a reservation months ahead of time if you can get it to get in there. It's one of those places you do have to dress up. You do want to feel fancy. It is a date night. Yeah. It is. I'm out there with my best friends, and we're going to have. You're not going to go there and get sloshed because it's a place you want to go remember. Yeah. So you go and have dinner and enjoy the experience. You get the table for a very limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they do make sure you don't stay all night. Yeah. So it is one of those things. It's a very special sort of moment that they have for you that they create there at Delilah inside of the win. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very cool. And I'm just going to touch on one last thing real quickly. I was also there for the Las Vegas, I almost said Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Concours d'Elegance. Ooh, and how was that? The people watching was extraordinary. I will say that, which is like kind of what you want out of Vegas. Right. The cars were pretty good. Yeah. The food was also amazing. So this is the only the third year they've done it. So they're still learning. They're still getting like a lot more popular cars and better cars and learning how to do that. First year, the winds hosted. They hosted on the golf course, which was, can I just say how nice it was? And I'll take a shuttle bus between like, like at Pebble, (laughs) you take a shuttle bus to like go see some cars. You get on the bus to go see other cars. This is like all on the greens and I could walk. That makes it easy. You could tell I'd never been to a Concorde because they're all wearing spiky heels. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, this is a wedges occasion. It was just one of those things. Um, But the entertainment was great. They had these violinists playing like modern rock hits that I thought was Muzak. Like, I was like, oh, this is just like you're at the Gap. But it was not. It was like live music. I I just think the win is going to love that you compared their concourse music to the Gap. But But in the best possible way. Like, it was just like, this is really good and really entertaining. And the entertainment factor, 10 out of 10, they did a great job. Um, They'll work on the cars. It will build. But the really cool thing about that is that... So everybody was kind of staying at the Wynn or staying in Las Vegas. The cars overnighted in a closed parking lot uh, across the Strip. Mm -hmm. The next morning we get up with uh, Jay Leno and had um, coffee and donuts with him, kind of chatted with him for a bit. And then they closed Las Vegas Boulevard, I think it is, or the Strip. The The Strip. The 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 Main Strip. Yeah. And the police closed it down for us um, just momentarily. It was like a rolling closure. And we were able to drive um, four across down all the lanes of the Strip from one and like literally from one end like treasure island i think it is okay all the way down to the welcome to las vegas sign turn around and come back the crowds were out there everyone was out there cheering and taking photos and it was really really cool i got to drive a like neon blue uh black badge ghost but there were people there in cars in the 1930s one of the guys we raced against the melee was there there, was there so i got to see him and his lanchion that was fantastic um jay leno was there like i said he brought his bronco which broke down and he was (laughs) as i passed him he was gesturing very angrily in the air while on the phone was this an old bronco or a new it was an old bronco he's had redone he's put a new engine in it um he looked displeased I would imagine. Um, he, he was very displeased. But, but So I will say my favorite car at the entire thing was a new uh, Bugatti Chiron that was white. It was all white, inside and out. Very, like, very white. Um, it is owned by an attorney in Las Vegas. And the license plate said lawsuit, 
which I thought was incredibly okay, candid of him cute. on how he earned it. Cute. So okay. I appreciated that. Um, the Strong's not my favorite vehicle, but honestly, that back end is so distinctive. Yeah. And when you look at the wire mesh and everything, it's just so awesome. The craftsmanship is there. It's really cool. So the Bugatti kind of won my best in show, but for reasons other than traditional <laughs> Concours reasons. But the Las Vegas uh, Concours and Extra will be during the same week as the F1 race. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to have a lot more cars, a lot different cars. Probably. It's going to be kind of cool to see kind of how Las Vegas shows up for cars next yeah, year yeah very cool very cool so i went from there i had a unique flight experience for me even more unique than the flight in to las vegas which is saying something so i will share about that i'll talk about the bmws i drove and palm springs because i was in palm springs okay. again Let's when i get back that. all right Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, we're back for segment three. I am leaving Las, leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. I am doing something I have not done in 15 years. What's that? I have boarded a Southwest plane. Oh my God. Which is, you know, I it's just not for me. <laughs> I, and it's not even like, I, so I told my dad about this. My dad's like, well, you just like riding in first class. And I'm like, I'm not always in first class. I do like democratized seating though. Like I do enjoy not everyone having a main cabin seat. I would have paid to upgrade had there, but and by upgrade, I mean actually get more leg room and yeah. seat room. I don't actually mean to board first and be able to be on the aisle. No. Yes. No, that's not where I'm at in my I've life. I've flown Southwest in quite a few years, and a little lady almost like stabbed me in the gut because I was one space in front of her. I thought the little spaces between the stanchions were like, you're one through five, you're here. It's like, no, one through five is here in order. One, two, three, four, five. Oh. I was like, oh, sorry, go ahead, little lady, don't hurt me with your back. I just, I, I just don't care. Like, I just want to board. I want to know that I am 10A, like I am tomorrow on our flight out of here. I know where I'm going to sit. I have no questions about that. I don't need to line up in a cattle run. Like, I'm just, I'm, Southwest is just not for me. Everyone was pleasant. <laughs> Everyone I encountered with Southwest was pleasant. The Southwest gates at the Las Vegas airport, though, are another story. Oh, Can I just say, i Oh, you were texting me while you were oh. Anyone who has traveled through LAX on Delta in the past and remembers the old Terminal 3 mm -hmm. where you get in and it was in the round mm -hmm. or at EWR, the JetBlue Delta Terminal. Yes. Very similar, uh -huh. but dirtier. Literally the dirtiest place I have been in a very long time. And I've used a public bathroom at like a quick fill gas station. <laughs> like, it was disgusting. There was like cheese on the floor and like dirty tissues everywhere. Like the whole, I say it's like about places, the whole thing needed a good scrub. Like it needed to be closed down and scrubbed. It was disgusting. It was, Ew. and it wasn't that the people were like particularly gross. Like it had nothing to do with the passengers. It was just like the, the airport needed yeah. to shut that down and just Ew. clean it all. It was, it, yes. it was everything about it was disgusting. 
And like it was, it, it reminded me of that Delta Terminal Three at LAX in the worst possible way, Ugh. and it just it was not good. Like I just, I literally was like, I have to sit in this seat. Like it was gross. <laughs> it was did gross. Did you just stand the whole time? I did not stand the whole time. I found one seat, and I actually took the leftover um, sanitizing wipe from the Delta flight I had that was in my purse, and I wiped down the seat. Delta saved. Yeah, Delta saved the day with that, and I sat in it. Um, it was like the restaurant, like they had like a burrito place there. And I use burrito as a stretch of the fact that it had a tortilla and there was stuff in it. So technically a burrito. Technically but... a burrito. Like, I, I, mm, very undesirable location. Very undesirable location. So I, you'll be flying Southwest again anytime soon? Flight attendants were lovely. Pilots were great. They flew the plane. The rest of it's not for me. Um, and Las Vegas airport's also not for me. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I left Las Vegas on a Delta flight, or not on a Southwest flight. Went to Palm Springs. The best part about that is it's an hour flight. It's like 32 minutes. Take off the touchdown. So it's a short amount of time. That's At, good. You can do anything for an hour, right? Yeah. You can be uncomfortable for... I've, just, I've been stuck in places for an hour. Yes. Like, you're fine. So so that was fine. Got to Palm Springs. Lovely. I had a wonderful gentleman meet me with the car. Um, took me right over to the Ritz-Carlton Rancho Mirage. Ooh. Which... Like the Ritz Carlton in Santa Barbara or Goleta that yeah. you and I stated, not really Ritz Carlton. Why? What happened? What point did Ritz Carlton, instead of being like the pinnacle of fancy hotel, become like? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And here's the thing: it used so to be like, oh, it's the Ritz Carlton, yeah. and now it's like, oh, it's it's the Ritz. So I don't know, because I read about this property. So this property was vacant for a while. It was shut down. It was gross. IHG or whatever the name of the hotel chain is. I don't even remember. I'm like, it's on the side of a building in Atlanta because their headquarters is there. And I don't remember <laughs> what I drive by it every time I leave the airport. Um, but anyway, so the, the company bought it. They turned it into a Ritz-Carlton. You walk in and you're like, this could be a Ritz-Carlton. Like there's, there's wood finishes everywhere. It kind of reminds me of the Four Seasons. Um, I think it's the Four Seasons in Whistler, actually, the way how it's got like the wood and the tile. Yeah. Like it's okay. That's fine. Then like the further you get in the hotel, you're like, oh no, this used to be something else. Like the carpet's a little rumpled in places. Right. It's just it's not it's not a Ritz Carlton. It doesn't feel like that experience. But it was fine. Also, I could hear everything that went on in the hallway. Ooh, that's which is fun. No, and, and especially anybody walking back and forth, you just hear everything. Yeah, you just hear everything. And then also, like you don't want to be that person that the two towels they allocate you shove underneath the door because then you have door jam grime and like carpet grime mm -hmm. on your towels, and that's yeah, not great. Yeah, that's never cool. So anyway, it was fine. I, I, I really didn't have any major complaints with it, but I wouldn't pay Ritz-Carlton prices to stay there. Fair. Um, and actually, what, the one part was really cool is I was able to go into the boardroom there. The boardroom is actually where uh, Gerald Ford would meet with all his people after he was president. He, oh, that's He, like, retired cool. to Rancho Mirage. All right. And they have restored it as part of their uh, the purchase of the hotel. And apparently, and I read, I didn't try it, but I kind of want to if I ever go there again, there is a Secret Service entrance that you can <gasps> get to the boardroom without, like, going through the whole hotel. Well, that makes sense that there would be. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. So you've got, like, we walk by, and it's like the Gerald Ford boardroom, and I'm like, why the hell is it named after Gerald Ford? Well, now I know. Now you I Googled know. It. You have so, the story. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, but I was there to drive a bunch of new BMWs. I didn't do BMW Test Fest like some of you might have seen online with some of the other writers. I actually was there for the launch of the BMW 7 Series and i7. Um, 7 Series has been completely redesigned. The okay. i7 is brand new. It's all electric. Um, and the refreshed BMW X7. So kind of three different levels of new cars. Okay. What do we want to talk about first? Oh my god, pick which one's your favorite. Oh. Which one do you like the best? Okay, so I, like, I liked the i7 and the X7. 
Okay. So the X7 is an SUV. Yes. Three-row SUV. The i7 is a large electric car. Okay. So I like them for two different reasons. And I will say this. I like the X7 best with the V8. I like the i7 and it's electric. So, you know, best of both worlds. Okay. Both um, strong performance. So. Okay. So we'll talk about i7 first since it is kind of the new one. It is a large car. Okay. It, there's no getting around that. It's it's kind of uh, similar to the Lucid Air. It's one of those type of Big competitors. Sedan. Yeah. Big sedan. Um, Mercedes-Benz EQS, Mercedes-Benz S-Class, all kind of the same together. So went up there, went and drove it. It's a heavy car. I mean, it, it, it's okay. It's a seven series. It's a heavy car. It's got a great interior to it. It's got these, you can order it with cashmere seats, which I just absolutely love. Okay, wait. Cashmere, like how, like. It's not fluffy. Okay. You, you know, it's, I'm like, I'm like rubbing my hands fluffy. together. It's not fluffy, like, like the sweater I have like, on. No, it's, 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 it's just woven. So it's soft and silky feeling, okay. but it doesn't feel like it's going to pill. Okay. Like it, it's, it's a nice, happy medium, but I love it because you don't have to have leather. And it's not because I'm like this huge vegan, which I'm not a vegan. I love a steak, um, but I, uh, but I like. It's just nice to have cloth. Like it's yeah. nice to have something that's not going to burn your legs when you get in. Because and this, because if you have leather seats as pretty as they are, when it's summertime, they literally will burn the skin from your legs. Also, in the wintertime, it, they're like ice cold on your butt. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And the way they did it is it looks sophisticated. It has a stitching pattern that looks sophisticated. You would not get in and go, oh, those are cloth seats. You get in and you're like, oh, those look really nice. That's oh, different. Wow. Okay. Um, some other things it has, which is kind of cool. Um, in the back seat, it has uh, like a huge, that goes almost the entire way across the back seat screen that folds down from the roof. Okay. And you can watch like movies, TV, whatever. Well, that's cool. They had us watch a demonstration video and um, I was, it was funny because, <laughs> so I was like, like, oh, sit in the back seat. So I was back there with one of our colleagues, you know, cuddled up watching a movie of the demonstration video. Um, and we love the size of the screen, but here's the problem. When you're sitting in a car and you're buckled in, you're looking forward. Yeah. Well, the screen is, because it's a sedan, it's kind of like straight up over your head. It's not like when you're in a minivan or anything, it's like ahead of you. So you have to kind of turn. So you're turning toward each other a little bit. And you're like angled at this V to watch this screen. Yeah. But then also it's really wide. It's wider than widescreen. So they formatted the video that we saw for the whole screen. Okay. My question is if you actually want to watch like a real movie back there. Yeah. What's that aspect ratio going to be like? like a little bit weird to watch. Yeah. It's going to yeah. like when you watch your, your regular definition movies on your high definition right. TV. And things are getting a little strange. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have a lot of questions. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that next to the seats, uh, there was uh, in the back seat, there was a, uh, a touch pad. Okay. Excuse me. On the door, you had a touch pad. Oh. And what's really cool is that you can adjust your massaging capabilities and all that through through the touchpads you've got your windows everything goes through the touchpad but it's surrounded by piano black there's a lot of piano black it's just what people are doing is that plastic that's black that attracts every it dust like, particle it looks under really the sun in a picture but it attracts dust and the first time you touch it it doesn't matter how clean your fingers are you leave like a little smear on it and if your fingers are not clean you leave terrible smears on it like i like piano black but i it's so hard to keep it clean. It's impossible. Yeah, it's not It's not ideal. Um, but my favorite setting for the massage is, now you have to remember this is translated from German because you know the car was obviously made and they've chosen these massage functions. Okay. And it is what it is. One of them is called pelvic activation, which oh sounds like God. something I would have encountered in Las Vegas, <laughs> not in the backseat of an I-7 in Rancho Mirage. What is pelvic activation? Well, 
Well, it wasn't like my favorite because like I tried it, but it has the best name out of all of them. <laughs> it was like rolling back massage. I'm like, no, I'll go for a pelvic oh, activation. activation. Thank, Thank you. you very much. And you can choose the intensity. So I went for a level three high pelvic activation. Okay. okay. Which, yeah, like <laughs> it comes with the car. Oh my god. <laughs> so you might as well. Um, but yeah, so it it is what it is, right? Like that's just it is what it is. So the other really cool thing that I just I, I liked it in both the seven series that I drove is there's this. It's, I'm going to say plastic. I don't know what it is, but it goes uh, from the driver's side door across the dashboard then to the other side. It's about two inches wide and it runs like below the screen and I think it skips where the driver is, but then it's on the, on the sides as well. And it's a light bar for ambient light, but it's not like Mercedes. It's Arkea where it's just like stupid colored light for stupid color light sake. Right. This has like a color scheme that fits the type of driving style you're doing. So instead of having like sport mode and eco mode, which and they sport have. sport is always red. Right. Eco is always green. Right, but this isn't the way this is. It's like different colors. So like you can get this drive, I don't remember what it's called, but I'm gonna call it Essence. But like, it's like blues and yellows. And the bar actually does this like blue and yellow like fade thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. It sounds hokey, but for some reason it's so much cooler. It looks cool. There's, and we actually chose one. I was driving with our friend Perry and there was one that actually had some pinks and purples and reds in it. And just like we were out there as the sun started to fade and it was just like, it was really beautiful yeah. and it wasn't distracting. It was, it was actually low ambient light, which some of those lights are just so Sometimes bright. They're so they're like garish and I guess, I don't know, I guess you could have fun with it and use whatever exact shade you want sometimes, but yeah, sometimes it's just, they're intrusive. It doesn't enhance it. It just looks weird. And this thing has all different facets in it. So when you look at it, it like, it's not that it shimmers, but you see all these different colors in different ways. So it's really cool. Um, they've removed a lot of buttons. So you have like a touch button for climate control vents, which you can't see because it's like a line okay. in the car. Like there's no vents you can actually see. That's really the only thing you touch. Everything else is on the screen, which I'm not a huge fan of. Like I like having actual dials yeah, and buttons. Yeah, I like having some physical dials for certain things. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it, was, it was nice. They've got that same infotainment system that's in the iX that is problematic because it's about 3,000 menus deep to find anything. <laughs> and not everything fits on the screen. Right. But everything other than that, like a home run. Like the car's great. We drove it and we drove it up to Idlewild, which you and I have driven there together. Yeah. Very curvy roads. Very, you know, you're climbing a lot in altitude. The car handles great. You can push good. it. It's, it's a good weight. It pushes the corners. It's actually fun to drive. Which, you know, for a large car, not always the most fun to drive. They did a great job. It's a fantastic competitor to the Mercedes EQS. I really like it. And it's a different car. Like, it's not like they're following the same formula mm -hmm. for both vehicles, which I think is important. It makes the customers kind of have a little bit of a choice there. Yeah. Um, if you're going for that. And Lucid Air is more expensive. So you've kind of got the three levels there. Um, drove the 7 Series. I would not buy a 7 Series. Why not? I just felt like it wasn't as easy to drive or fun to drive. It it made a lot of noise. Like it was noisy. Really? And it's not just because I was comparing it to the i7, which is obviously a lot quieter because it doesn't have an engine. Yeah. I just didn't care for it. Like we drove it and like both Perry and I had the same reaction, which was like, this is fine. But like, I know the i7 is so good. Why would I buy this? Yeah. Like I just, I just, I didn't see it. I can see that. Yeah. And, and if I was going to, honestly, if I was going to spend the money on the seven series, I'd just get an S class. Oh, because okay. that's, that's a far better drive. Got it. A far better drive. So I think that seven series, fine. 
Um, I-7, fantastic. Now, they're not the prettiest vehicles, so keep that in mind. They <laughs> they don't have the buck teeth, but they've got a bunch of other stuff going oh, on geez. that's really just something else. I mean, I don't know what BMW's front-end designers are doing, but they could retire. I think that might be good. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they could retire. Um, okay, so then I drove the X7. So that's their three-row SUV. Drove it with the V8. Now, I didn't have a lot of time in it. Had about an hour and a half in it. Took it out and drove it a lot on the highway. Um, a little bit kind of off on rural roads. It's fantastic. They, a lot of my complaints with it was that before the X7 didn't really feel engaging. It kind of felt like you were driving a three-row SUV. And okay. BMW is about performance. Right. If I get an shit. X7, I've yep. got a V8. I, I've got my family in the back. Well, I should be able to haul ass with my family in it. Right. And right. I should be able to also have good steering and not feel like it's cumbersome. We had a V8 with the M Sport package, which makes it like dark accents. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It drives so much better. Yeah. It's so much better. It's got some driver assist on there, so it'll do some lane changes for you. Um, I had a little bit of trouble with direct sunlight with um, the lane changes where okay. it felt like maybe it was messing with the cameras and the sensors. It wasn't quite catching. So things. just something okay. if you're going to buy one just to be aware of um, midday. But honestly, earlier in the day, I had no problem with it. So I would say it was probably just the sunlight. I don't got think it's it. actually faulty technology. Um, but yeah, I really like the X7. I think it's gotten a lot better. And before I was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's better. I think it's actually better to drive now than the Mercedes-Benz GLS, which is Ooh. its closest competitor. Okay. I like it better than the Audi A7. Uh, I think it's really good. Like, I genuinely think they did a great job with the refresh. It's right where it needs to be. Um, it actually moves the X7 up for me in terms of, you know, in that, in that, Pay too much for a three-row SUV class. Right, right. I like that category. Yeah, I mean, and it's because, like, you've got the Kia Telluride that's also the same size. Right, that, and that's the thing, and the Telluride's really good. So. And the Telluride's really good. So I thought it did a great job of that. Um, that was the time I spent in Palm Springs. It was quick. I had to quick get out of there so I could get here to be in Rhode Island with in you. In Newport, Rhode Island. In Newport, yeah. Rhode Island with you. So that is the BMW series. We've talked about that. We talked about Rolls-Royce. We talked about Kia Telluride. And when we get back from break, we'll talk about questions. You have questions for I me. I do. I have questions and I ran out of paper and there's no paper in the hotel room. So I've literally written, written this on the instruction manual for our recorder. So we will have these questions forever. <laughs> questions for posterity. <laughs> All right, you'll ask me those when we get back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's my turn to ask Eileen some questions. We need a drum roll button. I need like. Can, can our producer Jesse is our producer? Jesse, can you put a drum roll? Like, can we get fancy schmancy? I need a drum roll. That's not a good one, but that's what I got for you. We're obviously tired. Better than that, Jesse, please or don't do it. Yeah. So you have to pick. This is a pick, one or the other. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Rolls Royce or Bugatti. I'm gonna go Rolls Royce because I actually get, can get groceries in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> like you're like not a Rolls Royce. Like, like, uh, 
I'm going down to the Piggly Wiggly. I'm going to go pick myself some milk. First of all, I don't go to the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with the Piggly Wiggly. No, but honestly, and here's and this is a very like very specific thing about where I live. I live in an area where almost every shopping plaza has speed bumps. You cannot oh, have a Bugatti and speed bumps. You would want to have a Rolls Royce. Yes, okay. and I do feel like given the right throttle, and especially because Spectre's coming, and Spectre's going to be amazing. It's got some blistering times. Um, I feel like I could get like my zero to sixty thrills if I wanted to. Okay, so Rolls Royce. Rolls over Royce. Bugatti. Okay, here's another either or. Uh, in fact, I did. I was in an either or mood, so it's, you have to. These are okay. that's what we got for this one. I'm good All at right. making decisions. So chicken fingers, like you mentioned, from the one place that you went to, or fried chicken. Which you have to pick one of the other chicken fingers or good old fashioned fried chicken. Okay, I'm gonna go with chicken fingers. And because fried chicken is like you it's work. Mm. You have to like pick around stuff. <laughs> and like I mean, as much as as much as I love a you good fried someone, chicken. You want someone to peel your grapes for you? you yes. Peel yes. Okay. I feel like in Las Vegas I could find that. They could also carry me C- to get probably. my my chicken fingers. That's probably true. So yeah, I'm a chicken finger. It's just I just don't want to do the work. Like I don't I know it comes from a bird. I don't need to see the parts of the bird. I just can eat the meat. Like, that's fine. I, let's pretend. Okay. All right. Your next one, um, between two bad things I'm making you pick, either the Southwest Terminal at Las Vegas, which oh. you just, yeah, oh. or any part of Charles de Gaulle. Oh, CDG, hands down. CDG wins? CDG really? wins. Vegas. 100, Southwest yes. That oh my God. So, okay. So a couple things. Kudos to CDG. They've made it better since the pandemic. Oh God. Number one, which yes. it, it wasn't hard. Okay. Number one. Yeah. That also. Was, that was a low bar. Yeah. Right low bar. But there's the local flights out of the Air France terminal that has that amazing architecture. It's very sweaty oh, in there. it is really pretty. It is really pretty. They have a coffee shop there. It's like, it's like some greenery. Also, there's a new Air France terminal, Charles de Gaulle which is amazing. It is air conditioned, I believe. And it is like ventilated. And there's a Starbucks right near the gate that takes you okay. to America via your, your code share sh- ship, yes. airship. It's fantastic. <laughs> like I'm like in a Zeppelin. No, like I'm actually, <laughs> your, your Air France plane. Yeah. <laughs> but no, hands down, Charles de Gaulle. Okay, your last question, the BMW, the i7, that you said was so lovely, or a lucid air. Hmm. Mm, oh, I got her. She's thinking. There's little smoke <sighs> coming out of her ears right now, people. Okay, so I'm going. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to say the i7. The i7. Why the i7? Okay. Number one is yes. it seats are more comfortable. I okay. like the cashmere. I really do. You were all. I I, I really like the cashmere. Yeah. Um, I also like the look of the i7. Ex- in certain colors better than the lucid air okay. i don't like the the lucid air excuse me the lucid air has this like silver strip in like the c pillar thing that makes it always think i look like i think it wears a helmet i don't know it's weird i don't <laughs> like it like i just look at it i'm just like i like everything else about that car but i just don't like that that and like it's, aspect. it would okay. bother me because i'd walk up on the car and i don't see the front of the car all the time but i walk up on the car from the side every time i get groceries because again i gotta get groceries and i'd be like i hate that thing so that is that's differentiator um i also and this is it's just a thing loose is not that big yet I don't know this what's going to happen true. if the car needs a repair. This is true. And that's, no, that's, that's kind a, of like the issue with emerging automakers. Concern. Yeah, you know, with any automaker, you don't know when they're new. Like, you're pretty sure Ford's not going anywhere tomorrow. 
But like lucid, do you really know? I no, you don't. They're not. But like, the, if I feel like the certainty is just not there. Like, and if lucid shuts down tomorrow, what happens to my warranty? Right. Like, there's just questions I have. Or like, no, if I need a bumper, yeah. where where is that going to come from? So it's just things like that that I I, I am a very practical person at heart. Um, <laughs> despite the fact I don't fly Southwest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all so, have our limits, Eileen. We, we all have our limits. limits. So um, yeah. So I think I would definitely go with the BMW i7. Honestly, it drives very similarly. Um, and I like, I just like BMW tech a lot. Like I, it, despite the fact that screen is just what it is, but the, the seats really push me over the edge with the i7. Okay. That's fair. I only got four this week. Sorry. That's all right. I'll forgive you. It's late. So we're going to talk about Newport, Rhode Island yes. on our next podcast. We're going to talk all about, we used to these like insider spots in we Newport. We did because we had an expert on all things Newport who was with us. Yes. We'll talk about all things Newport. We will then, you and I are going to jet off different places. We are. You're, I, I go to Florida and then jet off to Austria. You're going to go drive something cool. You're going to go drive the Fisker Ocean. I'm going to drive the Fisker Ocean. Yeah. Which is very cool. I'm very excited. And then I am going to go home for the weekend, which <gasps> I cannot tell Amazing. you how excited I am. Yes. I'm actually very much looking forward to being at home and seeing my husband, who I have not seen in quite some time, a couple weeks now. Um, so I'm going to see him, and I'm, then I'm going to go to Sweden. Nice. So we will talk about Newport in the next episode, and when we get back from all of our European and Scandinavian excursions, we'll, we'll talk, talk about those. those. Sounds like a plan. All right, see you again. Bye.